Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right. Welcome, everyone. We have another podcast today. Very interesting, special guest, Malika Razavi. How are you doing? I think you're in South Africa. How's it going? I'm very well, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm you know as good as you can be. Crazy time in the world. South Africa, I've been one time. Beautiful place. Uh, what, what's it like right now? Give us a little bit about COVID in South Africa. Has it been affected at all or, or how's your day-to-day there? As normal or is it different? Um, since I came back, I think about four months ago, I mean, it was just a start. Everywhere else in the world uh, were in the middle of Corona. And when I came back, uh, South Africa just had the first case. Um, immediately the government took action and they put everyone on a lockdown. It was very strict lockdown. We were not allowed to be on the street. Uh, every everything was shut down. Um, uh, you would get a fine if you were on the street. Um, that uh, carried on for over two months. Uh, and now a little bit the, the shops are open, um, but they still be on lockdown. We're not allowed to be outside after 9 p.m. until 6 a.m. So it, the government is trying their best to um, keep it under control. But as you know, South African um, population and the way they live, uh, majority of the people, unfortunately, it's difficult uh, matter for them to deal with. Right. And so are you in, you're in Cape Town or which Johannesburg? Which part are you in? I do live in Cape Town. Cape Town, very nice. Yes. Uh, so, all right, you're, you do, you, you're a magician. You won Miss Iran competitions, Miss Iran Global. You play some poker. Give us a little bit of background about yourself and, and you know, what it's like. Did you, you grew up in Iran? When did you move? Give us a little bit of background about yourself. I grew up in Iran until when I was 14 years old, and um, I moved to South Africa then. Um, that was the first country I traveled to. Uh, my mother lived in South Africa a few years before that. And um, so when I moved to South Africa, I couldn't speak a word of English. I had to learn how to speak English when I came here, um, finished my studies. Um, and uh, uh, so I always loved uh, basically uh, playing with cards and magic. Um, I learned how to play poker when I was nine years old with a group of my mom's friends when they visited Iran. Um, in South Africa, I've met uh, some friends and they were playing home game of poker. And that's where um, I started playing more of home game. I became a lot more passionate about poker and I really fell in love with it. And since then, I've been playing and so when you found poker, explain about Iran and poker, because, you know, Antonio Spandiari, very close friend of mine, been on the podcast, he's explained, you know, gambling's not allowed in, in, in Iran, I believe, uh, or, or, or most forms of cards. So how does that work? What, what does that even mean? Is it, how strict is it there? Is there a lot of underground games? Is there any casinos? What's, the, what's it like in Iran with gaming? So basically, uh, in Iran, you're not allowed to have even a packet of cards. You're not allowed, they, they're not allowed to sell a pack of cards. That's how strict it is. Um, any form of gambling is forbidden in Iran. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there is a lot of underground gambling going. There is un- a lot of underground poker um Poker houses is in Iran, and a lot of people do love poker and play poker. Uh, but unfortunately, if they get caught, there is consequences to them. 
And, and, and tell me, I've heard it's such a beautiful country. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those places that it's not really a tourist destination, I think, or at least nowadays for, for American citizens or not a lot of people I know have been there um, or unless they were born and raised there. How, tell me about the, the culture and a little bit of background on, on countries like and, and how it is to live there when you live there. Iran is a very beautiful country. Uh, we have a great history with Darius the Great, one of the greatest kingdoms on, on earth. And um, unfortunately, the beautiful country runs by wrong government. Um, I'm actually saying this because um, if I was probably had to live in Iran and had to comment on anything to, uh, regarding government, I would be in prison right now. There's many people are against the government. They don't like what's going on in the country. Um, we have been put as a terrorist. People see as you are from Iran, so you must be a terrorist. Uh, but I must say it's completely not true. The government are, are wrong. They are, they, were, they are not Iranian. They, they were not from Iran. And we don't like the government, but unfortunately our voice cannot be heard. People in Iran, as soon as they want to, they go to the streets, they get killed, they get shot, and even if their family member, they want to go and uh, want, go for their rights, they also get imprisoned. So unfortunately, there is um, millions of people being in a big jail called Iran, unfortunately. And, and you're, so you are, you say, are you not allowed back into the country because of magic or because of, uh, because of poker? What specifically would be a reason you would not return? Um, you know, I always speak out on my social media regarding the government and what's happening inside of Iran and being the voice of millions of Iranians that unfortunately don't have a voice, especially women. Um, I am all about women's rights um, and back up my Iranian women, especially because they don't have a voice. And um, also because I, was, I won the Miss Iran Global, I was nominated, I, I won the Miss Power Woman World 2017 and all of that is also uh, forbidden in Iran to take part of that, to be a model, to um, be a magician, to be a professional poker player. So for that, I am not risking my life to go back because I have seen a just a Iranian girl in the street. She took her scarf off and she got 21 years in prison. Um, wow. So I, I wouldn't want to risk my life, even though I do miss my family, I miss my country, to go back there and to be present for life. You never know what they're going to do to you and what the consequences. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you tick all the boxes, right? You're magician, po ga uh, gaming, and, um, and fitness or, or beauty competition. So explain to me what that means. You said, is it, so you won Miss Global, you ran 2016, but it's, it's outlawed to be a, a uh, and, uh, modeling or, or, or global fit? What, 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 so explain that. How do you compete and win for Iran if they're not allowed to run? Or, or am I so Basically, we do it outside of Iran. It's not in Iran. You um, you have application. You go through different process of interviews. You have to send videos. So it's completely different. And then you get nominated. Then we had to physically go for uh, their competition. With I was nominated from Iran, so I was representing Iran in a global um, competition. And there I was nominated as Miss Fitness. We were like over thirty six countries and um, I was representing my country. 
Ah, okay. So you, so you, you were not in Iran at the time. So you were running, you were, you were representing them, but you actually couldn't be inside of the country and do that. You had to be somewhere, no. else, somewhere in your country. That's, that's yes. Uh, All the girls that they do compete, uh, they are not in Iran. And if they do want to compete, they come out of Iran. But unfortunately, it would be dangerous for them to go back to their country back to Iran. So I don't know, but a lot of girls that they live outside of Iran, they do go for these com- sort of competitions, but they know the consequences um, that they cannot go back. Okay. Very, very, very interesting. And uh, how, how did you first, with the first poker you mentioned, how you kind of got started, is that right away? Did you take a love for it? Or did you know this is something you wanted to pursue and do more seriously? Or did it take some time before you said, okay, I'm going to really go after it? Because I see you've traveled the world. You've played some, you know, some of the bigger buying tournaments and you, you've gone around. Like, when did you actually decide that you loved it and you were going to really start playing? I mean, in South Africa, poker is big, but online gambling is banned. Um, we used to have poker stars and all the different platform of poker in South Africa, but it's been like a few years that has been banned. I started here from the home games, as I mentioned to you, and I did fell in love with poker, but uh, it was just home games and it was just like small games in a casino. Um, so I did pursue it and I started studying poker more. Um, I knew this is a path that I want to take. I knew this is something that I really want to do. Um, as I said, I always loved playing with cards and but poker and magic was just something that I knew I'm going to follow. I did um, do magic shows around the world. I did travel and I also did magic shows around the world. Um, and uh, I stopped when I was, I think, 24. And I pursued more with poker since I was 24. And do you, do you find, how do you find it being a woman in poker? You know, it's, it's definitely the minority. I've had numerous women guests on here that have, that have been involved in poker and it's, it's a, do you find it as an advantage, a disadvantage? Do you, do you like that you're sort of, there's less women playing or do you find that it's intimidating or, or how do you, how do you sort of deal with being a woman in poker? Cause it is a, you know, it is some, you're a minority. There's not a lot of women in poker. How do you, how do you feel about the climate of poker as a woman? I mean, I don't uh, feel intimidated by anyone uh, in poker industry. Yes, there are really good players out there, but I do my best uh, to do good, to be good, and to study well and do as much good as I can. Um, I would never compare myself as a woman to a man. There is no, I don't believe there is a difference. It's all mathematical. Um, and I do encourage a lot of women to play poker because they say, no, it's a male game. Um, there are a lot better uh, male. I think women, um, there is a, a bit difference than women because the women, they, they do go more with their emotional. Um, um, how can I put this? Um, they do sometimes think more emotional than men in a poker game. I've seen that with a lot of women when I have entered uh, ladies' tournaments, and I, I have seen uh, that with women that uh, they need. If they could just fix that, um, they could be a lot better, I guess. For sure, and it, it's interesting though. In 
I guess it's the same for the other part, certain parts of that region, because I remember I went to the Maldives uh, 2012 and we went with a group of guys um, after the Olympics and I, Antonio actually was with me and I had a poker set. So we flew to the Maldives from London and I was there with a group of guys and they took my chips. They didn't let me bring my poker chips to the Maldives, which I thought was crazy. Well, it was, there's no like real money. It was just a set, like a, a play poker chip set and they took it at the airport and i was like whoa like what how what do you mean i can't bring in it like you don't i mean we could be playing go fish you know like and it, it, we could play whatever and they just they literally took my chipset it blew my mind um but that i guess that's what, what countries are in that um in that region is it, is it pretty much i mean is there is it only a few or is it that entire region where there's no gaming allowed like dubai i mean i guess what dubai there's other yes turkey turkey there is no casino I know that Dubai definitely not. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm not sure, but like most of the uh, uh, Muslim countries are not allowed. The gamblings are banned in the Muslim countries in the sure. Middle East. What's your favorite place that you've been for poker? You, I see. You know, we're looking here on your Instagram. You, you've you've definitely you've been to some different spots around the world. You've traveled. Which ones do you like the most? I, I saw you had a good result at Cyprus. I've uh, been there as well to the Merit. Had a nice score at the uh, I guess they, they you know they call it the Gangsters Cup. Um, what what to you is actually the last couple scores? There you go, getting getting some nice ones uh, in the last few. What, what's your favorite place to go play poker? Um, I love Barcelona and I love Monaco. Those are my two favorite places. Do you prefer, do you play a lot of cash games or is it mostly tournaments that you, you enjoy? I am a cash game player, but I do play some tournaments. I play a lot more cash game than tournaments. And what about in terms of sites and sponsorship stuff? I see you've worked, done a bit of promotions for different ones. Have you, are you officially, have you done an ambassadorship or a, a sponsor or have you done just sort of like one-off events? What, what is your, are you looking to be sponsored? Are you available for the sites out there? What, what is your uh, poker um, sponsorship uh, uh, sort of resume? Like, is that something you want to be or, or do you have a, any kind of relationship with the site at the moment? Good question. That uh, I'm glad you asked that because um, I have a good resume in poker, and uh, unfortunately, because I am from Iran, um, many of I don't want to name the companies. Um, they want to. They would like to give me a um, a sponsorship or being their ambassador. But because I am from Iran. Apparently, they, they can't do it because the Iranians are not allowed to play in so many of the, um, the sites. And in South Africa also, I am also South African um, because I've been here for so many years. Um, I still can't get the rights to, to be representing any of these um, companies because I am Iranian. And that's very unfortunate. And for me, I cannot play in party poker. I cannot play in poker stars. I cannot play in so many different sites just because of where I was born. It's very sad because I feel like they're taking that away from me. I mean, how can I go and play their live games in different countries? And I'm allowed to participate in these live games and I'm not allowed to um, play in their online games or be their ambassador or... Um, I have worked so hard for so many years to get to where I am and I feel like even though they are saying no or uh, I cannot be a sponsor though I can I don't 
just go and I know I'm going to be the best as I can be and I will not give up. And so explain to me then, so because let's just say I'm, so I'm American. America is not allowed to play online, right? Like I can't play in the States on, from a site, but I, I got, I have a address in Canada because Black Friday, you know, in USA in 2011, it shut down, but I was able to get a address, you know, get a lease and get a place in Canada. And I have a Canadian bank account and follow the protocols. And there are Americans that do that, that have relocated or they have, they have an address. They don't have to be there all the time. I could play in the UK. I can play in the Bahamas. I can play in Brazil, even though I'm American. Is that, are you saying you are not like, are you even a lot? Could you play from South Africa on party poker? Or if you went to the UK, can you play on them if you and get set up? Or is that just, you're saying that's not allowed at all even because you're from Iran or just be, is that, is that an option for you to play in these other countries? Yes. I mean, if I was uh, in South Africa, as I said, also online gambling is banned. So right. my, uh, I have a South African ID, so I am from South Africa now, but I still can't play because <laughs> South Africa is also banned. But right. I mean, if, if I was living in the UK, yes, I would be able to. And for being an ambassador, uh, just because I'm also in South Africa and South Africa is not one of the countries that could have an ambassador, they, I cannot be chosen for, for the job. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's tough, right? Cause they're going to, they want to sponsor you and do it. And then you can't promote it in your, in your country and, and there. So that, that makes it more but, difficult. But uh, it, it is, um, it is that, but uh, looking at it, most of my followers are not from South Africa or not from Iran. It's everywhere in the world. And I think ambassador is someone who is representing the company and who, who is good for the company who knows what they talk about when they uh, talk about the game or when they play the game or how much they have put effort and energy to be where they are right now. Um, and I, I, I guess those don't count. All right, well, well, yeah, well, listen, I mean, I, I, <laughs> we're out there, you know, maybe sites take notice you're you are uh on the you know you, you're interested and, and you promote the game and you do love love poker speaking of uh relationships and poker and site sponsorships what about for all the all the male viewers out there uh is there is there hope are you single in a relationship what's your what's your current status if you if unless that's private you don't have to answer but just you know are you are you locked up or are you are people in the chat can they can they, can they have a chance I mean, I'm definitely not locked up. I would never say that even if I'm in a relationship. But you're never locked up when you're in a relationship, but you, you don't see other people, obviously. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That's a slang. That's a US saying. I'm sorry, there could be a translation. Are you, sorry, are you in a relationship or are you uh, currently um, searching? I wouldn't say I'm searching. I, I do, I, I'm kind of seeing someone at the moment. Um, so... Uh, I'm not searching for anyone. Okay, you are, okay. Sorry, guys. I I had to put it out there. Listen, I, everyone's asking. I'll, I'll be the guy to ask it out there. There's some people in the chat asking. Um, tell me a bit about motivational speaking and what that is for you. So what, what does that entail and how often are you doing that? I've been doing motivational speaking for the past few years in the colleges of South Africa. Um, and uh, that for me 
how I started, I got into to that. It was because of where I came from, the hardship that I went through. So that's actually very close to my heart when I speak to people, and I and I do know that it does inspire many women and many kids. Uh, because um, when I was growing in Iran. Um, a lot of people that they know me, they know that I did have a really tough life um, growing up. And uh, uh, a lot of people, especially family, and everyone was telling me that you cannot do this. We were not allowed to do so many different things as women. And you you grow up with knowing that you're not allowed to do certain things. You, um, you won't be anyone when you grow up because women are not allowed to sing. They're not allowed to ride bicycle. We're not allowed to... So many things has been taken away from us as a woman in the country. And to come out of that shell and out of that box and tell myself that it doesn't matter who, what, whoever is telling me that you cannot, I am believing that I can. And who, who's going to stop me? I'm the only one that can stop myself from achieving those dreams and goals that I have. And I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowing anyone to tell me that I cannot do something. And I followed that and it got me to where I am today. And that's why, as I mentioned to you, I'm writing a book about my life story and it will help a lot of women. It will help a lot of kids um, to get through tough, li- tough times that they have in their very, life. Very cool. And how, so you decided to write the book. How has that process been? You said it'll be released at the end of this year. Do you have a title yeah. for the book? Working title? Uh, I'm working on it. I have so many different ideas about the title, but um, uh, it was meant to release last year. Um, I went through so many different emotions and there's so many things happened to me end of last year. So I could not finish the game. Uh, so I am busy with it now. So hopefully it's going to finish end of this year. That's very cool. Well, yeah, title, uh, I'm sure it'll come to you. And it'll, that'll, it'll, it'll be very quiet. But I, I know the book process is fun. And you've, so you've got an agent and you've done, you've kind of got everything set up and, and have someone go through it. Like, are you, is there a voice? Will it be on audio? Will you do the narration yourself? Will someone else do it? What are the options people can, where will they be able to get the book? Uh, it will be a physical book and it will be an audible um, and it will definitely, yes, I will do all of those things when it comes out. Very cool. Um, it is also an option that is, it might become a movie. So I have spoken to a few directors and producers and, and they're very interested in my books. Um, so hopefully it can end, uh, end up being a movie. Wow. That's exciting. That's, 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 that sounds like a great project. It's, uh, it's for sure interesting. I'll say for myself, you know, just, I do have some very, very good Persian friends and I, it, it is a completely different culture. Uh, and it's, it's fascinating. You know, I, I think like in general, it's, it's just, it's like a really, it's a foreign concept for a lot of people to think about like the things you're saying where you can't do this, you can't play that. You can't, you have to wear, you know, it's just such a different, different, um, everything about it's different. It's interesting because it's just like, you know, what I, what we think is so crazy and abnormal uh, is the norm, right? Like that's what people are used to over there and vice versa. So I, I would be, I, I think there's a, it would be a great, great book story to, to hear. And also the fact that you do magic uh, as well as playing cards and all these other things. Uh, before I forget magic, what, what magic, what's your level of magician? Are you, can, do you perform? Is that like your thing you did for Miss Global? That was your talent? What like what extent of magic have you done and do you do? 
Um, as I mentioned earlier, I did travel and perform for big events and functions around the world. So it was my job, basically, if you want to call it. I was seeing as more having fun and I was earning money, obviously, next mm-hmm. to it. So, uh, but right now, I don't really do that anymore. Um, but I, I do think myself as a professional magician. That's awesome. As a, but would you rate yourself, you know, like as a, you know, like there's, there's the, the, the world famous magicians doing crazy stuff. Like how much time and effort have you put in? Are you pretty, like you can do, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you would, it with the magicians, like you know, rating or ranking, if there's like a thing, but like trick wise, like, can you do a hundred tricks, 20? Like, are you doing magic with cards? Are you getting cut in half? And, but like, what is your form of magic? What's your specialty within magic? Um, I do a lot of magic with cards, illusions, mind reading. I do, I don't, um, yeah, I do very close-up magics. So I'm very good with close-up magics and um, I can do many different type of magics next to it. I wouldn't uh, tell myself from one, a score of one to 10, I would probably give myself eight. Okay. Nice. That's, that's, that's strong. That's very nice. And have you been to Las Vegas? Have you played the world series or have you been ever to, to the U S and, and Vegas? Um, that's also a good question. Uh, I did apply for a visa last year and I got rejected. I was going to play a world series of poker. I had a sponsorship and also I won in Barcelona. I won a package to WSOP. So I had, um, basically all the right documentation to go but um when i got there they said sorry um, based on trump's we cannot allow any iranians to america and they rejected my visa wow jeez well okay so that's that is that something then that that the currently the something you have to reapply for or in the next depending if trump wins or not or, or how does that work like are you is that something that you can re, you can re, keep reapplying um, I didn't think about it after that. I, w- I was very heartbroken, to be honest with you. I never, um, I'm very strong, but I was in tears when they rejected my visa. I was really looking forward to playing a WSOP. I mean, that's why I was going there. And to be counted as a terrorist, it was just uh, or a country that is banned to go just because of terrorism. And I don't see Iran as being uh, a, a terrorist country. Like, uh, you have never seen Iran attack any country for the past, like, or ever before. Like, Iran and Iraq had wars, but you don't see terrorism. So I, I don't like when they call us terrorists. Uh, it, it's hurtful. It, it is very hurtful. And what, what do you think could be done to sort of break that stigma or to, to sort of help change and like understand, have people understand that's not the case? And, you know, based on media and all these different things, like what do you think is the most detrimental for that to, be, to, to shift into a positive or to, for people to, to, to get that um, belief uh, which I don't know if everyone does, you know, as, as overall, like a stereotype, what do you think could help to sort of um, show people that's not the case? I just think that people have to come out the box. We have been programmed. We have been fed by wrong media, wrong news, wrong information since we are born. It doesn't matter which country you live in. You are being controlled by your government. It doesn't matter how good you think of your government is. They are controlling you. They are controlling your life. And they are giving you what 
they want. So as uh, as an Iranian, we think America is bad. Oh, as, a, as an American, a lot of people think Iran is bad. It's just because between themselves is money-making, is greed, is power, and is ego between them. And we are just... Um, they don't care about us, to be honest. The government don't care about us. And um, the sooner the people realize that, the better it would be for them. Um, we, we are humans. We should just love each other and care for each other. I mean, if I see you as an American, I don't say I don't like you because you're an American. You're a human and I'm a human. Just because I don't want to get involved with the government and what they do to each other and what's going on between them, and uh, we are the victim of their decisions. We are the victim. Our life it's, um, uh, gets affected by their decisions because they want to make more money. They have greed and they are fighting for their own power. And we are the consequences of what, they, what, what they're doing. And, and what was the last time you were in Iran? When was the last time you were there? I think it was seven years ago. Seven years ago. Yeah, I talked to Antonio and he says, you know, he can't go back either. He, or he says he's worried. He's scared. He doesn't know what would happen. You know, he won the, the one drop for 18 million. You know, obviously, he's very, probably people know his name in, in Iran, I would imagine. Most or a lot of people uh, would, would have heard about that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, he really wants to go back. But he, same thing, he doesn't think it's worth the risk, you know, because he doesn't know what would happen. He's, he lands there and it could be, uh, yeah, who knows? Um, tell me a bit about Miss Global Iran 2016, Miss Global Fitness 2016. So what do these competitions entail? Was it every country in the world? Or you're competing for that against Iran and then against Miss Global Fitness. That's the entire world. So you're, you're competing against? How do, how do those competitions work? Okay, so I was nominated as Miss Global Iran. So I was uh, representing Iran in a global platform, which was held in Manila. So all the girls from different countries, Miss USA, Miss Australia, Miss Brazil, everyone, they came together in, in Manila and we competed um, um, for Miss Global. And Miss Global, that um, um, they had so many different categories that you could win. And I won the Miss Global Fitness because I have um, also studied um, sports science and I'm a personal trainer. So I was, uh, I do train a lot and um, I was physically fit uh, and I was uh, nominated as Miss Global, Miss Global Fitness 2016. That's very nice. And how, how does that work? exactly like you do they pay for everyone to go out there is it is it funded do you have to go show up yourself and then is there a prize like what what exactly how does that work for, to go there and then also for winning what what, act, what what do you get i mean obviously it's great recognition it's very you know it's one you know, global this global fitness it's a big that's great but is there like a cash prize is there any kind of sponsorship stuff and do they pay for you to show up or do you have to do you have to fund that yourself I mean, to, to go there, yes, you do find yourself to go there to, to compete. Uh, but you, if you win, you do win prizes and a sponsorship and um, you get globally recognized. 
Yeah. Very, very cool. And that, and then Miss Power Woman 2017, what is that specifically? Is that a completely different competition? Yes, that's a different, completely different category. It's not about, that's not a beauty pageant based on how you look like. It's, it's more worth testing your IQ, your EQ, your, um, uh, your personalities and how strong you are. They put you through many different challenges over the period of, uh, one week. It was held in Punta Cana. Dominican Republic and um, they put you through many different challenges it's not like a normal pageant where you go get up every day go for different photo shoots you um, uh, do shoots for different magazine it's not like that they challenge you as a individual person your mind spirit your soul everything they challenge you and um, uh, obviously the strongest person wins the competition it's not about how you look as your face, um, yes. your beauty, basically. And is this, and if, uh, I have a little bit of understanding about pageants and these, these competitions, but when you win, you, you aren't, it's like, you're not eligible to win again. Is that correct? If you win Miss Global or Miss, Miss uh, Global Fitness or Miss Global Iran, are you able to win again? Or once you win a title one time, you can't re-try, re, re, uh, can you? Is that correct? Or? You can retry. obviously. You can go, like, for Miss Global again. I could uh, enter, definitely. Um, uh, but I've never tried them. So you've done it, done it once and, and done. Because that, so I'm not sure, like, Miss California, for example, or these Miss pageants and say, I think you can only win one time. I don't believe you're able to compete again, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure about you, that. You, you can compete, but I don't think that you can win the same titles again. Okay. After each that other. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Tell me about uh, pokerica.org. Poker, if I'm saying that right, pokerica.org, click on here. What what is this? Is this a is this a is this an app? Is this a site? Is this what is, what is this exactly? It's a it's a it's a poker site. Um, it's a poker site for uh, people from all around the world. They can play and enjoy the safe poker game. And is it, so is this sort of like agent stuff? Have you had experience with being an agent and rep, representing sites or, or, or what is your, uh, your appetite for that? Have you done any work with those kind of things? Yes, um, I, I was working as an agent first um, for a few years. And unfortunately, in Iran, they have few different sites uh, uh, that I have personally got scammed by them. Last year, I got scammed for $200,000 with a company that I was working with for over two years called Emperor. And Kamran Zamiri was the owner of that. And this year, I actually worked, uh, I started working uh, with one company called King Shark Poker. And um, two of my very well-known players, because I run high-stake uh, private games. Mm. And I invited these players to these games. And the owner of the site, uh, which is Mehshad Hossein Poor, um, he was playing in that game and he lost over $60,000. And um, after he accused of my two best players uh, of cheating and without any reasoning, without any um, evidence, he cut them out of the site. He did not pay $120,000. He oh, wow. basically a scammy. And this is King Shark Poker. And uh, I see like they, they shut down the, that site now. They're working. Unfortunately, they have a GG network. They are on the GG network. And they, uh, Jason McConnell was a player that got scammed. 
and he's a very well-known player in the community um, for being accused of cheating, which is completely false. Uh, so, I mean, I wanted to actually talk about this because I don't want people to come and get a scam because I have experienced this and it's one of the worst feelings ever because as as, a, as an agent, you guarantee the money to your players, you you want to feel safe and then something like that happened, you don't have no backup, you don't know what to do and you cannot get anywhere. These people, they think because they're on the site, they just cut you off and they take the money and you cannot do anything to them. And they go now, I mean, I see the same people, they come and they um, they got a um, platform of Gigi Network and representing Gigi Network. And that's very unfortunate that they are allowing this type of people who are scamming very well-known players to come and have a skin of them. Maybe they should a little bit um, research about who they are giving um, these skins to because it might happen and they might scam many, many more people. It's, I mean, $120,000 is not a small amount of money and that was just from two players and I know that they scam more people before they shut the site down. Um, so, I mean, I am a agent for Gigi Network and they are one of the best platforms in the world um, and I work directly with Brian Kenny and I love their site I love everything about Gigi Network I'm just saying that they they should be really careful who they are sharing their skin with especially right. sharing their their skin with King Shark is it's not a good idea because I mean <laughs> what happened and what they have done the owners it was just out of this world it's just wrong well I'm sorry to hear that and you know I, I'm not familiar with these, the people you're mentioning but I will say you know agent doing agent stuff and having these skins and playing anyone that's playing you know there's there's always you're going to get you know whether you have an agent or someone you trust you really have to be careful you want to know what you're who you're dealing with what you're what you're up against and you got to realize too like you also want to be smart right because you don't want to risk perhaps something that's a ridiculous amount of money or allocation you have to be understanding that if you're playing on these type of platforms there is risk right like there is stuff can happen so you have to you really have to know the person you're working with you have to know the, the place the place you're playing and then you still have to understand that even if your agent is, is perfect and does everything they can there is still some some risk and unforeseeable things so you got to re you got to be really careful when you're you uh you're playing on these unregulated places that's why obviously the, the, there is some playing on the major sites that you know the site's doing some they're doing security they're they're monitoring the tables they're trying to make sure that game is fair uh, the best of their ability and you also know that for sure the funds are, are safe so yeah i mean you just have to be careful and, and a lot of people are playing on these kind of sites or agents for the sites and you just have to take kind of at your own risk that you realize there is some risk um involved and you and you do your best but you know like you said it's very unfortunate and sometimes it's out of your control and, and you can't yes and even even if you do your due diligence and you find good people sometimes bad things can happen so you have to really yes. go at your own risk yeah exactly um, i mean right now i'm very happy because since all of this that hap has happened uh, with me for the past two years and now i'm working with brian kenny i feel safe with him i do feel that Nothing like that can ever happen to me again. Working with this type of people, working with Gigi Network, this cannot happen to me again. I'm safe. So uh, all agents out there, they need to be really careful where they put their money and who they trust, especially with this Mehrshad Hosseinpur. 
he's he's a scammer and um this guy shouldn't be in, uh, trusted in any way in a poker poker world yeah well yeah listen poker is a great game it's a it's a it's a really cool thing it's it's a fun game it's it's a game you get to network meet people test your skills apply it to real life but there is just like anything anytime there's money involved there are people that are going to do ill intentions and nasty things and cheat and scam i mean just you know anything you could take that in any industry in the world basically there's going to be people that are good and there's going to be some people that are uh are, are doing things that that are not the right way so um yeah for sure you gotta you gotta kind of go with your tread with caution uh what so book coming up what, what about covid and, and online and, and playing so south africa not really an option is there any uh plans post covid i guess it's hard to say when that will be but is there any poker destinations or tours or stops that you really want to go attend i do want to i mean i was in london and uh, i was going to attend triple uh, eight in bucharest uh, when the covid thing happened and everything uh, shut down so for me to get the uh, schengen visa it has a process so i have to go through so many different process to get the schengen visa and uh, so i was so happy because i had my schengen and i had all these plans monaco i wanted to actually go um, and re play the ept main event since last year i came 17th and i was so excited to just play that and everything came crashing down. Uh, I'm excited for the borders to open. They said maybe in November here because it's if the COVID is very bad in South Africa. But at the moment, uh, I am running the high stake um, uh, private poker, and I'm a, I'm an agent for Gigi Network. So I am working with a lot of poker players and a lot of poker games. Um, so I'm happy for now, but I really would like to be able to go and play these live events again. Very cool. And you're, uh, so would you say in terms of amount of distribution of what you're doing between motivational speaking, magic, playing poker, what, what is your, your allocation of time? What, what percent of your pie are you using for what? Like how much of your life right now is, is in what category for, for uh, spending time? I mean, at the moment that everything, I, I can't give that number at the moment. Most of my time goes to poker at the moment. Um, but um, during a normal time, I would say I, I do put 70% of my time to poker. Before it was different, but I am putting a lot of time studying energy and efforts to poker. From the morning when I wake up to the time I go to sleep, I am literally talking to people about poker, organizing my games, studying a lot, getting coach, coaching lessons. Um, so... And uh, in terms of lessons and studying, what is your, how much time are you doing work on, on your game? How much time are you doing? Do you do solver stuff? Do you, you said you have a coach. Um, how, how in deep depth are you going with into poker in terms of studying these days? Like, have you, have you really been working on your game or is it something you read some books? What, what's your way of studying? I mean, I do have uh, coaches that they coach me. I also use upswing poker, the different classes. I use a lot of that. I study it. I do use solvers, um, sit down and study myself. Um, in a day, I would say between three, four hours I study, but the rest, I mean, I am working at poker. I watch a lot of uh, um, big players play and analyze their hands. And if I have questions, then I do obviously ask my coach.
that's that's very very cool so uh what about magic how do you learn how did you learn magic did you watch videos did you get did you have a coach for that like how does one start learning magic this is actually funny it's a good question that you ask i the first time i went to a magic show i was um, 16 years old and i watched larry suffer he's a very good magician in south africa and i watched him perform and uh he bent the spoon and i was so fascinated i was like wow i want to be able to do this um and i went to him and i asked him how did you do that and he told me you have to become the spoon energy never dies but changes from one form to another I remember I went home that night and I sat on my bed with a spoon in my hand for four or five hours. I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to bend the spoon with my mind. Um, that triggered uh, me to follow magic. And I taught myself most of the magic that I know. I didn't go to school to learn it. No one taught me how to do it. I did watch a lot of magic videos where I would rewind and play for many hours to be able to catch what they're doing. <laughs> so I'm a self-taught magician. That's that's awesome. And have you seen Antonio? Have you seen any tricks he's done, or does is would you do you know that he's regarded as a serious magician or no? Because I know I I will say he brings a deck of cards out all the time, and his tricks are ridiculous. Like people love them. We you know we're at when we, I mean now we both have children. We're a little it's a little different, but back you know for a good six seven years we would travel around all over the world and had fun going out to nightclubs and stuff. And it, it was a great icebreaker. You know he would bring it out. People would be like amazed. Um, um, dinner parties like it's a very cool trick like it's very cool to have even just one or two great tricks you know really people love magic it brings joy to people so uh do you have a signature what's your what's your favorite card trick i mean i guess it's kind of hard to they're not like name you know but what what's like the type of one it's illusion or, or what's like the you know where you, I like, yeah i i like mind readings so that's uh, what i like doing and it does freak a lot of people out um I used to always carry a pack of cards with me and uh, I remember uh, I've done magic for some poker players around the poker table <laughs> and uh, they they like, I don't want to play with her. She reads my mind because I've done some mind reading on them and like told them what cards they have in their hand and they said, no, this she cannot sit on the same table as I am. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely as a poker player in position, it's a tricky combination yeah right like you want it's a little intimidating for sure um you, you know that they may be able to the sleight of hand or what's going on so yeah that's that's fun though uh which do you enjoy more if you have a free day let's say you could go play a poker tournament or do a magic show which one do you prefer definitely poker poker huh great that's that's good to hear and then do you get nervous for when you start like a, the biggest tournament you've played or, or the first time you remember being at a poker table or motivational speaking or doing a magic show which is more nerve-wracking or you get more excited for to do like would you, would you more kind of excited yeah, i don't know how to describe it which one yeah you know do you get nervous when you do a motivational speaking or do you get nervous when you say no I'm very comfortable because it comes from heart and where, I'm, where I was from. And it's not something that I have to memorize and repeat to someone. So I don't get nervous when I do motivational speaking. I don't get nervous when I play poker. I'm always so excited to go play poker. And right. it doesn't matter how tired I am or how little sleep I had. If I had poker tournament or poker game I'm going to, I'm always going with a big smile and I'm always happy. It's just 
to just go and play poker. That's that's awesome. I see here on your hen and mob, you've had your the last two caches you had were pretty significant. What was that like? Because this is the I mean, you got fifth for fifty six k. Um, first, you know, it looks like. Oh, was there a deal then? It looks like everyone kind of got the same here. Is that what happened? So it was the ICM job, um, and uh, we did the ICM job, and yeah, I came fifth, and I wasn't supposed to be on the number five, but that, that's something that happened, and I just accepted it, and I said, okay, no problem. Oh, you're, you said you're supposed to get another 5,000? Well, we we did the ICM chop and we were supposed to play for the trophy to see who's going to win mm. the title and uh, become number, I mean, win it. And so that would have obviously changed from the fifth to um, second or first. But right. unfortunately, they 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 messed it up and they sent us to the cashier to get the cash and we were meant to carry on with the game by the time we came back they they put a, a friend of mine and that he won and he was nominated at number one and his trophy was in front of him so it was just a very big mis, uh, misunderstanding i would say right yeah because it's cool it's nice like obviously it's great to lock up a nice score right you're happy but it's fun to play you want to try to win the trophy you know as always yes. it's, it's nice. i see you did get a trophy at the ladies event in 888 you had uh you got to take one down there's nothing like taking down an event no matter what if it's it's a hundred dollar, whatever the buy. It's just to actually win is is a great feeling, and you know it's uh, it's tricky, right? Like you win Miss Global Iran, you miss Miss Global Fitness, but you take second. It's it's great, but it's like you know that the winning is uh, those are so special to actually get the the title. As like they say, if you're not first, you're last. Uh, people don't really remember as much. So it's and I would imagine you're a competitive person. I'm a very competitive person. I like to, um, whether it's in life or in competition, I like to do things in the best of my abilities. And I do best, I do get very disappointed if I don't succeed or don't win, but I don't give up. So I always try to learn from my mistakes and where I have gone wrong to fix that. So I know the next time I have better chance of winning because I, I, I love the feeling of winning. And that's what I fight for. That's that's awesome. I'm actually I'm uh, Antonio was just messaging me. He's uh, he said he said uh, he's gonna try to call in here. He's got uh, he says out with his kids, but he's gonna try to try to do it to say hi. But um, yeah, is there any poker players like growing up or through through your career that you really enjoyed watching? Do you watch TV of it a lot? Like, is it something you are immersed in? Do you know a lot of the, the different players? And, and do you have any in particular that you enjoy to to watch their style of play? Um. I basically eat, sleep, and just play poker or watch poker or study poker at the moment. And um, one of my really favorite poker players is Mikita. He, he was coaching me last year. Um, he is one of my favorite poker players. Honestly, the, the way he plays, the way he handles uh, the situation his game ranges it's it's amazing to just watch him yeah no he's definitely for sure you could you know he's he's at the top top level uh and it, it's it is he's you know, it's it's fun you start realizing the more you get into poker 
it it's such a deep game. And I think that's what's fun because you can learn it. You can know the rules. You can know what beats what. You can know the position. But when you really start looking at poker, it's it's a very complex game. You know, there's a lot of different maneuverability, and it's so different because the situations are not really the same. Like how I play against you, or how I play against Nikita, or how I play against someone else. And if I have more chips in them or less, or I'm on the button or the small blind, like it's always sort of different but the same. And it's it's a it's a very cool game. Uh, what about what about sports? Do you do any any actual? Do you play any any sports or you know obviously fitness? You won the fitness um, award, so you, you do you do um, stay in shape. But do you do any sports? I love volleyball, so I do play beach volleyball in summer, um, and that's one of the favorite uh, activities that I like to do. I like uh, hiking, um, and I like playing volleyball. I love playing volleyball. Very nice. What uh, what what about um, in terms of uh, the the the? Would you say in magic right now, like is magic something that you notice is very? Is it getting more popular or less popular over there? Is like, can you tell based on the amount of events that people book or seeing new magicians and up and coming? Is it an emerging? Um, I guess not sport. Is it an emerging field? Uh, magic, or do you think it's kind of dying out? Like, where would you say that is uh, overall doing? Like, is it growing or not? To be honest, because I have not performed for quite a few years now, um, I wouldn't know because I'm not in the field anymore, as I mentioned. I do um, uh, have always a pack of cards with me when I go to a friend's house or a party. So it's always good to... um, I love seeing people's reaction when I do magic. So I always have a pack of cards, but I don't really perform and do what I used to do um, with magic. So I'm not sure to answer your question if it's... I mean, and and what about poker in terms of what you're seeing? Do you feel that the industry is growing? Do you think that the the poker, are you noticing just more and more people coming in and and staying with it? Or do you think that the industry is sort of uh, slowing down? What's your take on poker right now? I see, I, I think definitely is growing. I see there are a lot more interest in poker than it was a few years ago. And I see there is a lot of people that are actually um, studying more and starving to learn better, where before it was not like that. There's a lot more private games going on. There is a lot more. Um, uh, it's definitely, definitely is growing, 100%. <laughs> That's, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, is uh, is there? What about traveling in the world? So you've you've gotten to travel. You've been you've done competitions. Forget poker and stops. You mentioned a few nice ones, but what about places in the world? Where do you love to go when you're when you travel? Um, I loved Rome. I loved Barcelona. These are my favorite places uh, to be. I love Turkey. Turkey is one of my favorite places because it reminds me of home. It's very close to home, yet it's far because I can't go home and see my family. So Turkey, definitely, they have beautiful beaches, but nowhere in the world can beat South Africa, for sure. I have seen um, many places can't say all the places i've seen many places around the world but uh, it doesn't matter where i am i have to come home to cape town is one of the most and i always tell people that they must once at least in their life visit south africa cape town because it is one of the most beautiful places 
and where have you did have you um swam or dove with the sharks is that something i know that's sort of like a signature thing in cape town have you done that um no i haven't done that but i want to do it I, i'm very afraid of um water um it's just something that has happened in in, in the past uh, that I was always scared of water. So, but I, I I like to face my fears. Like I'm really scared of uh, heights, but I've done the highest bungee jumping in the world. So wow. I like to face my fear, and this is definitely on my list to do to face my fear on going under the water and facing a shark. But it is a lot of my friends that they have come to South Africa, they, um, they've done it and they loved it. It's very, I mean, it's a lot of adrenaline goes to your body when they come out and you see their faces. It's, it's fun. It's something really fun to do. Yeah. I mean, in, in South Africa is known for the great whites and it's very intense. Uh, I, I had a friend who did the shark week, he did a filming with them for a show and it was, you know, he said it was amazing, but it's, it's very, it, it, I, I'm scared. I wouldn't want to go in there. I mean, that's <laughs> crazy you know like it just seems really wild to to do that but i know that's yeah it's a it's a fun thing i've i've unfortunately so i went to a poker tournament in south africa and i think it was 2012 or thir- no 13 in the alpha eight and we went and shot and played and then we went to a safari it was absolutely unbelievable like one of the cool maybe the coolest thing i've done didn't get to go to cape town unfortunately and i've heard it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world is it safe there what what is it i mean i, I guess it's relative right every city in the world there's dangerous parts but i know johannesburg is known to be very dangerous like they were they were telling us literally don't go out of the hotel you know like it's very dangerous and there's crazy stuff going on but cape town is not the case so much or is it is it dangerous too or or what, what's your take on, on the safety level? Like, do you, do you go out at night? Can you walk on the street downtown? Or would you not do that? Okay, I have been here, living here quite some time now. And um, I've never had any problem. Um, I know, I, I think it's in, anywhere in the world. I mean, Johannesburg, yes, is dangerous. I would never recommend anyone to just walk on the street after like uh, 9 o'clock. Just if it's not a busy road to just walk alone. Because yeah. it is quite dangerous there. Um, but in Cape Town, also I would recommend people to not walk out alone in um, valleys uh, on the quiet side of this, uh, the road. But um, nightlifes are great here, but you always have to be careful. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You must always be cautious. Um, so, but it's, so it's not abnormally like this is something you go visit South Africa or Cape Town, you go out, you go to dinners, you walk at night, like on a busy road. Yes, no, that is completely fine. Some completely fine. And what about safaris down there? Have you done a fair amount of safaris? Yes, yes. Um, every time a friend of mine comes uh, to South Africa, I take them for safari. And that's one of the uh, fun things that I, I love doing. And it's really fun. It's beautiful. It's completely different. Um, some people, you can actually walk with the lions. Yeah. Um, and that's also a very, uh, it's a great experience. It is very scary, but uh, uh, some people, they just, as they want to go, they, they, they say, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so they don't go and they back off. And um, But it is great experiences. If you come to South Africa ever, you should definitely uh, visit and go walking with the lions. Uh, personally, I think it's the best experience. 
yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I've, I've, oh, yeah, I'd like to go back. I'd love to go to Cape Town, and and uh, it's actually, so Antonio did say he will come on here in a bit, so that'll be fun. I, I was in South Africa. We went on the safari as well. That was, uh, that was a good time, and I, I definitely want to go back. I'm so upset to that because it was the longest flight in the world when I went at the time. It was Atlanta to Johannesburg, um, and. And then I was like, I knew when I left and I was like, man, I can't believe I didn't shoot over to, to uh, Cape Town. That was a mistake, but hopefully, hopefully go back. What about Tanzania or any other countries? Have you been to any other countries in Africa? Yes, I've been to Tanzania. That's also a beautiful place, but that's more of uh, more that you see Africa. In, when you come to South Africa, a lot of people before they come to South Africa, they have completely different um, vision of South Africa being uh, what you call Africa. Where uh, I remember in 2012, a lot of people that they wanted to come to um, for the World Cup 2010 yeah. World Cup, when they were coming, uh, a lot of people had uh, they were asking. Um, uh, is there somewhere that uh, we can shower or close water? There's few people asking, and I was like, "This is <laughs> this is not <laughs> this is not the desert." <laughs> right? Yeah, it was quite funny. Not many people have that information that South Africa is actually completely different. It's like Europe. Um, it's completely different than other parts of Africa. Where yeah. you go to Tanzania, you go to different parts of Africa. I think it's interesting because even in this day and age with so much technology, so much social media and stuff, it, it is, I feel, and myself included, I just feel that there's a lack of information or understanding, you know, because there's these stereotypes. You think of Africa, you think of like super poor, like, you know, unfortunately, you think of AIDS and malaria and it's like, oh, and then you think of Iran and it's also like you put it in this like category, the Middle East, and it's like, you know, you see this propaganda, it's dangerous and it's, it's, it's scary and it's just oil, you know, all these things. And it's kind of like that. That's a very generalization that is that is just not true, and I think that that's something that um, that unfortunately, yeah, it, it just sort of slow to develop for people to understand, and a lot of people just don't don't have the right information on there. So, um, yeah, I've, I've I've just heard beautiful beautiful great things about um, South Africa. Let's take uh, let's dive into some some questions here as well. Looks like a lot. We're gonna give away a ticket from Party Poker. If you guys go to my Twitter, you can see. Uh, on here, you can ask a question. You will be eligible to win. So let, let's kind of dive through um, some of these. Uh, what someone asking about? Have you from David a Alien? Have you participated in many beauty contests? Is this something you won these some of these these major competitions? Were you competing at an early age? And, and how how many beauty uh, competitions have you have you competed in? I actually competed in uh, two. And one was Miss Global that I won the Miss Global Fitness and I compete for Miss Power Woman that I won the title of Miss Power Woman. I only compete for two. I had um, a request to compete in different ones because they do send you a request to represent Iran since I was representing Iran before, but I declined. Wow. So you're, you're undefeated. You are, you literally drop the mic. You just say, I'm coming, you come in and win. That's, that's a good way to do it. Just, uh, just get it done and, and win. Um, that's awesome. So, uh, who got you I in mean, the beauty? Sorry, go ahead. Yes. You, you can ask your question. Uh, I was going to say, who got you in? Who, who, where did that come about for you to compete? How did you decide you were going to do that? 
Well, it's you know when I was um, when I was a child, I always used to have this vision of standing on a stage. Even though in Iran it's forbidden, so I never seen something like that. But I always had this vision that I'm wearing this princess dress, and I had, but I was on a stage. I always had visions for it, um, and it was completely so random. I saw this uh, Miss Global, they were advertising and I went on it. It was on Instagram and I went on it and I thought to myself, I actually want to try. Like I always wanted to and I never gave myself time to do it. And I said, let me try. So I did and I got nominated and <laughs> and I, that- yeah, I went for a competition and I, and I won the Miss Fitness. <laughs> That's that's very very cool. And you are you the only winner then from from Iran ever? Is that is that or has there been a other other uh, Miss Global um, that's been from Iran? Mm, I I know there was another Iranian that competed, but uh, I don't think she won. And so did you get, was there any, did the, did the government or was there any type of scrutiny or outlet? Did they reach out to you and said, you can't do this? Or was there any sort of uh, negative feedback or did just sort of was what it was? Did they, did they contact you? In any um, way? Unfortunately, there are a lot of fanatics, I would call it. Uh, I got a lot of um hate messages from people uh because like as you see my instagram i have some pictures with bikini and i have limited myself to actually put a lot of um uh, of my uh, sports shoots and all that as you can see it's very it's, it's not I would say it's not very uh, open, a lot of my pictures, but I did get a lot of hatred messages saying that you are um, you are a bad person. I, I got a lot of bad comments, and I don't want to uh, even mention it. It's very hurtful at the same time because thinking that I have achieved in a global uh, point of view, if you look at it, I have achieved so much and to look at it as a downgrade they call you and that you are bringing shame to a country uh, rather than actually being proud that someone actually represented their country especially with Miss Power Woman because as I said it's not about just your beauty it's about your intellectual your intelligence your IQ it was so much more um uh, to it than just uh, people just judging you based on oh you are you just want to go take your clothes off that's what they really think and it's really hurt, hurtful to see that it, you know it's, I, I think there's some similarity there with poker because it's kind of for myself as well it's tricky with the u.s and it's like it's sort of limiting because you know, you get these messages, you get people thinking like this, you have to worry about how, what are people, how are you going to be perceived? You have all this other stuff. It's similar in the U S with poker. It's like, I'm, I'm born in the USA. Poker is not allowed, which is bizarre. You can bet sports, you can bet fantasy football. You can, you can do all these other things. You can play in a casino, but poker, which is a, the game is the most skill out of all those. And yet you have to kind of be like, quiet or you know it's like you you're not only you're not able to really let loose because there's restrictions and limitations on that and it's a it's a bit frustrating right because it's like part of this stuff you know you want to be proud you want to showcase do good with your your abilities and, and your your talents and then you're kind of like worried every time you post something or promote something you know that there's going to be some backlash or maybe if you do too much they really may 
come after you or, or say like, you know, you can't do this or give you. So it's like you're kind of operating at a, uh, you know, not at your full potential. Right. I mean, that, that's what I look at it as, as it seems like. And it's got to be a bit frustrating. Now, you can't just go all out all the time. You have to sort of be careful and think about how it's going to be perceived all the time. So that, that's very difficult. Um, but I mean, I do believe nothing just comes easy your your way. And um, coming from Iran and looking at so much that has happened and so many things that a woman can't do and coming from there to where I am today and I look at how many things that they told me that you cannot do and I did all of it. And uh, obviously the consequences that I cannot go back to see my family, but I have... I just wanted to follow my heart and my dreams and goals, and it, it doesn't come easy for no one. And we have to just fight and be positive, I guess, that is going to... Because for me, one of the most important things, I, I was so excited to be an ambassador for one of the biggest companies, and everyone told me, yes, they're going, they're going to contact you, and... And when they did, they said, unfortunately, we cannot um, have you because, I mean, you're from Iran and South Africa, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop dreaming. And I'm, it's not, it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop fighting for what I believe. And, and I know um, one day I'm going to be known as one of the best poker players in the world, and I'm going to fight for it. It's not just a dream that's going to be in my head. And, and I know that, and I'm going to fight for it. That's awesome. Regardless of what other people are going to tell me that they want me to be part of representing them or not, I represent myself. You, that's yeah, that's great. I love that. Is that do you uh, you speak Farsi? Yes. Yes. All right. I, I Antonio did just he just messaged me. He said call. He said I'm going to give him the link so he may pop in here and, and say hello. So if you guys you know if if you need to speak some Farsi and chat, say hello in there. I, I love I love the language. I know his father very well. I love. I think it's a beautiful beautiful language. Uh, language. Um, there's a thing called taruf, right? Taruf. Taruf. Taraf, when you like saying, you know, like they always tell that, don't do that. It's like he says something like, I, you know, I'm not hungry, or you just want to be nice, but it's a word. I love that word. So uh, yeah. So basically, taraf is um, is very well known in in Iran when they taraf, and when you actually ask them, would you like some tea, and the person says, no, I'm okay. But meanwhile, they really want it, but they're just being nice to say yeah. no. But then they ask again because in a European country, you ask someone would you like tea they say uh, no i'm fine and they don't ask you again but in iranian culture you ask like five times are you sure you don't want tea let's just yeah. let me i'm gonna make you tea anyway they're going to feed you anyway because yeah. they know you might be taroffing them <laughs> so. yeah. uh, it's it's a uh, his mo his mother's a great cook and she's the she's the queen of that she loves to to uh, Taruf and, and he always tells that to, to her. Uh, he's trying to add in. It says device not connected. Let me see. Maybe we're going to get him here. I'm going to add him. Let's see if this will work. Um, whoa. Oh. <laughs> Can you hear us? Maybe he's on bad Wi-Fi. I don't know if it's going to Antonio, can you hear us? Hello? Uh-oh. He's in... Uh, He's on his, his, I can't hear him. Can't hear him. I think he has bad connection. Uh, Antonio. Salam, Khanum. Salam. 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 
منم همینطور خیلی خوشبختم از دیدنتون و تبریک میگم بهتون تمام موفقیتاتون رو مرسی مرسی پی بی اف وی هاد تو دو اور پرشن تینگ یا آی گت ایت آی لوف ایت آی واز جست سین تاروف آی نو اباوت تاروف تو یور مادر شی Yes, my mother is my, my biggest fan. I always say that it's so amazing that I see uh, Antonio's dad is always supporting him. He's always following him around. And it's, it's amazing that we both do magic. And a lot of people, when they meet me, they say, wow, it's a lot of Iranians. Antonio's does magic shows and you're a magician and you're a poker player. How, how does that relate? And I get a lot of that questions. I love But it. But it's really... Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> Don't you love seeing people's reaction when you do magic? Their face. <laughs> as soon as I started doing it, I became hooked, and it was it was just the reaction that I got. So, since when have you done magic? Uh, it's been about 14 years. Wow, excellent. Maybe one day I can. Maybe one day I can. Yeah, we'll we'll do. Definitely, it. I would love that. When are we going to Iran? Let's let's get it on the books. Not, are we, not, any, not, are we, not, not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. if the revolution happened, we will definitely invite you. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I'll probably take. We'll take it. you, PBF. They love the white boys. Is it good? Or is it, is it good? <laughs> all right. Well, guys. All right. Save that conversation. And uh, Antonio, enjoy your day. Say hi to the, we'll see you on the podcast next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, have a good day.
All right, there he is. <laughs> His name is Profix on there. He's in uh, Venice on the street, riding around in California. But um, good. So, well, that was yeah, that's nice. And and as he mentioned, you know, he, he would love to go back to Iran, but it's not a, uh, it's not something that uh, it's just not really possible at the moment. What it, what does that mean when the what would make it happen? Is that something on, on the government if it if it changed? Is that something that's possible in the near future, or what is or is there is it the is it four year terms there? How does it work? With the, with the um, no, that I mean the four years term for the president, but it doesn't take the fact that we are still on uh, Islamic Republic law, and um, I mean Antonius knows that also that we are if if as a person I want to go there, um, I'm risking my life. I'm risking that I can get uh, jailed for the rest of my life. Or or so many people actually now they went to protest against the government because uh, they don't get paid their salary. They don't, oh, it's, it's just so sad. And they start shooting people in the street, open, uh, like open fire on people and they kill people and they still there they send their family members into prison so why would i want to risk my life to go back the only way i, I would be able to go back if the revolution would happen if mm. this government would go because we don't want this government um we dislike this government they they are are prisoning us, prisoning all the Iranian people in Iran. People have no freedom of choice. They have no freedom of speech. Um, and that is really sad. And for me to sit here saying all of this right now, and I would go back, I would be in prison just because I'm saying all of this to you. Um, right. So yes, I would never risk to go back. <laughs> I love <Right>. my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure. And give give me a give me like a, a math. Like, is it is it a ten percent chance, a forty percent chance? What is the chance of this revolution uh, to take place? Because it's obviously very tricky and complicated. I mean, you're talking, you know, it's, you got power, uh, leaders, people. It must be very hard to challenge, right? Because if they feel someone's challenging or coming up and doing it the other way i mean you got, it's got to be pretty risky for that that those people in that party um so is that is that something that's realistic or is it really unrealistic for the foreseeable future that there could be a revolution i do see that the revolution is going to happen because people are tired they are fed up with this government they they have been to the streets now a few times and they got killed. So many got shot. The families are in prison. No one has. But it's going to, uh, I believe darkness will never stay. I mean, look at all these governments that they were cruel. Do you, did they end? They, I mean, they, they never end well. They're going to go. It's just a matter of the time. And I think if within the next two or three years, I, I would think within the next two or three years, they... They have to go. People are suffering in Iran. People are, I mean, look at the dollar price. They sleep, they wake up, it's 3x. Um, people don't have, I mean, in, in a rich country like Iran, that is so rich, yet the people are so poor. The majority of them that are so poor, either you, you are really poor or either you are really rich. And if you are rich, you are a part of the government uh, because they steal so much the money of the oil they now they're working with china they're selling part of iran's different country this government and they they don't care about the people 
forget about Iran. The only thing that they do, I mean, a 21-year-old girl, she took her scarf off in a street to say that she does, she doesn't want to wear a scarf. She got 21 year in prison. Meanwhile, this government's family, their own daughter, their own family live in America and they don't wear the scarf. Hmm. So it's, to me, I, I rather sit here and be the voice for those people. And I do talk a lot about that on my Instagram and I support this woman. Um, and that's why I wouldn't want to go back to Iran because I know what's going to happen to me. I, I mean, Antonio, I mean, obviously he wouldn't want to go back because we don't know what's going to happen to us. As soon as you land in that country, you have no human rights. You are, no, you have no human right. They can do whatever they want to you and you cannot say anything. So it's, uh, it's really sad. It's crazy. I mean, I, I think that's the thing in America, again, with the poker stuff, it's a bit, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's, it's not exactly in line, but the overall message about freedom of speech and, and all that is, I think we take it for granted because there is a lot of, it's not just Iran, but there's a lot, there are um, places in the world where this is not the case. And, and it's uh, something I think we, we just take for granted too much because it's, it's unfortunate. Um, but Okay. Uh, what about best motivational advice? You're a motivational speaker. One of the things you do, what would be something, you know, in a time like this as well, COVID, right? It's sort of can be depressing. You know, a lot of people are losing their jobs, can't work. You're at home, you're cooped up with people potentially a lot. It just, it can be stressful. What would be something you would say, you know, motivationally right now to uh, find some positives in this time? I mean, I reflect in this time, I actually sat down and reflect on myself. I actually took it in a positive way for myself personally, looking at it, that um, I got to spend more time with my family and my loved ones, which I don't get to do it. So I would tell people, reflect on yourself and see it positive and what it has brought to you it it's it's in a speed of light everything can be taken from us so we have to be grateful for what we have at the moment and right now because this COVID showed us that it can be taken away a lot of things can be taken away a lot of people have lost their jobs and their hopes but I'm hoping and I'm praying that this can be better for a lot because I have seen so many are suffering uh, in these tough times. I would say just believe in yourself, meditate, try to find something that you can do. And I'm sure you will be able to do that. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. Someone just mentioning about here. I'm looking at the Twitter questions. They said, I had the pleasure of meeting people from Iran while working in landscaping in Vancouver. I always remember how warm and nice uh, the whole family was. Thanks to the podcast. we got Diego. I think Diego's actually uh, in here in the chat live now. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, again, you can generalize. There's great people. There's great cities. There's dangerous cities that have great areas or great people and, and vice versa. You can't really generalize. But, you know, I, I, all the Iranians that I've met, I've had uh, some of my very close friends are Persian and, and, and or, you know, from mutual friends. And I've, I've, the energy of and overall, I would just say my, my overall feeling is very positive, very warm, very trustworthy. I really uh, enjoy, um, you know, the culture from what I know of it. And of course, that's limited. But I, I have nothing but great things, uh, experiences with, with my interactions. I'll, I'll say that. Um, 
Um, Let's see. Iranian can... people are generally very, very welcoming. If uh, if you see some, I've, I've actually looked at some of the YouTube videos that uh, many different foreign uh, from foreign foreign countries that they went to Iran and they uh, made videos. And you can see they are very warm, they are very welcoming, uh, they're very kind people. Uh, even though they don't have much, most of them, uh, they share things with you. I mean, it's very similar, even in South Africa is like that. But um, yeah. uh, unfortunately, it's been put out there wrong. As I said, the government, you, you only see the worst of a, a country. You only, they, they only show you the worst unless you go and see it for yourself. Makes, yeah, makes, I agree with that completely. Um, let's see. Someone's asking about showing you some magic. Probably hard to do a trick on camera. Uh, I don't think that would be, um, and, but there are videos you have, you have some stuff on YouTube. It looks like I've seen some, some things uh, here. Where, where's a place people could see? Is there anywhere they can see some of your stuff? There is on my, on my Instagram, there is some videos that they can see. I don't really put, I uh, haven't put much, um, magic videos up, but I, I think I should, because a lot of yeah, people yeah, ask that, me that, 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 that very can. You've got to do a live. they got to see it. You don't want to be putting up, uh, putting up all the tricks. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Where, where are some of these photos from here? This Was this from the Miss Global Iran this, or the fitness? Or this the, was the Miss Global Iran 2016. Do you see this one here? What, was that from the, which, is that from the competition you won? Manila, yes. Um. um let me see here. Okay. And then uh, let's take, so you've, you've got, uh, do you tilt, do you tilt in poker? How do you, how do you approach the mental side? Are you, do you have a strong mental game in poker? I do uh, have a very strong. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, oh, can, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, yes. sorry. I think I, I was trying to adjust some settings. And I, met, I, 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 um, I actually didn't hear what you said. Was that so? Was this? Let me jump back to these photos. Was this from the the Miss? Is this the one you won? Was this Miss Global or which one was? Or is this Miss Fitness? Uh, that was Miss Global, and then um, in that competition, we compete for Miss Fitness. Uh, also, and your question was to me that if I tilt in poker and how do I? Um, uh, Yes. How do you do you deal with tilt? Like you find yes, yourself. Yes. How do I deal with tilt? So I usually, if I have a bad beat, I usually just take a deep breath in, and um, I mean it's it's just poker. The more you play, the more you understand that it's going to happen. And I I got used to it. Yes, at the beginning I would be so frustrated, like why is this happening? But I just know it's poker and there's percentage that it can happen to me. And if it does, right now, if it does, I just take a deep breath and like, okay, just carry on with the game. Very, very, very good. Yeah, no, it's tilt is a real thing though. I mean, definitely, I think we all have some degree of it. Depends how much, you know, can we manage it? Someone just asked uh, about Antonio. Does she know Magic Antonio? Now they do. They've been introduced officially on the show. Um um, how do you handle so much beauty is a question here from poker HD. Do you feel winning these competitions or being a, you know, pageants and, and, um, do you feel, uh, any type of way, or do you think that sometimes you don't get taken seriously because you're considered as a, as a beautiful woman? Do you feel that that has challenges or is it all positives? Um, how, how do you deal with sort of, uh, you know, winning competitions and being regarded in this, this sense? 
I don't think um, I don't ever been taken serious. I think um, the way I put myself out there, the way I communicate with people, it shows um, completely the way I am and who I am. So I don't need to put the cover in front of me. And I do believe the true beauty comes from the inside and how you think and how you perceive life. That's the true beauty of the person, not just uh, how I look like outside. Yes, it does have an effect of how people look at you. Maybe you get some attention, but to me, that is honestly is not important. But having being a knowledgeable person, being a good person, and having a kind heart for me, that that is a key. That's that's amazing. The um, a lot of questions here. A lot of we've covered a lot actually. Um, is there a way to describe the favorite card trick? Like, do, do they have names? You know, like when you do a card trick, um, you know, poker has hands. Like they name these hands, right? Like uh, you start with this, you know, Aces, America Airlines. Like, do do the card magic cards have names? Like, is it, do they like? Oh, I'm doing this particular trick. Like, is there a name of a trick that's your favorite? Yeah, so like uh, you can do illusions, you can do mind reading, you can do metal bendings. Um, to me, as I said, my favorite is mind reading. So um, it's very, to me, to look at the person and to look in their eyes and read their mind is fascinating. And just looking at how their reaction is and they go like, wow, how did you do that? Uh, so that is my favorite, as I said, mind reading. And and who do you it have gets any, it gets people. Is there any is there any trick like when you see a magician perform, do you generally know how they're doing a lot of their tricks? Or I mean, you obviously understand the concept and the the idea behind it, but like when you see a trick, do you like oh, okay, I know how that's done? Or is there a lot of ones you see and you're just like wow, like I'm not sure how they did that, or or how does that work? Like do do you understand? Um, the- the close-up magic, I as soon as someone does it, if I, even if I don't know the trick that they do, I do understand how they do it. Um, as I said, because the way I learned how to do magic was to literally watch very carefully how they do everything. And obviously, I know slides of hands. These are the terms that they use. Or, uh, finger grips and all of all of these things. So I look for those, and yes, ninety-nine uh, percent of the time, I. Know when someone's doing magic, close up magic, how they do it. Who, who are some of your favorite magicians that maybe are well known? Like, is it, you know, there's a, there's a handful, but is there any ones that you grew up watching or really like, wow, they're just such a great performer or the tricks they do? Who, who do you, who stands out for you as a magician? Um, I like David Blaine, but to be honest, my favorite magician that is super good, he's super slick with his hand, is Shen Lim. I'm sure you've heard of him. He won the um, American Cup talent. Because um, I watched him perform live in Macau. And um, to me, he's super good and I just love watching his performance. I don't get tired of watching him. Um, that's, that's cool. So that's there. And those are, I mean, magicians are, you know, it's funny. I saw like the DJs, right. The DJ industry really got crazy big 
uh, in, in, in the last decade where the salaries they pay these guys in Vegas, some insane numbers and tour, and it's big. You know, magic seems like you see some of these, these, these magicians get shows. David Copperfield on the banner of MGM on the, on the, across the building and David Bland, some of these really big magicians. Is, is, it, is that something, do you think that, um, is that, is that something that's gotten more and more popular though? I think I asked you in general, but do you feel, let's take poker versus magic. Would you say that magic is also growing a lot and there's a lot of new people getting into it? Or is it sort of like, you know, from your experience, do you see younger people starting to try it and do some of it? Or is it not, is it not quite, is it, is it less or more popular in the last five years from your experience, what you see? Definitely is more popular since um, you can go to YouTube, you can say so much magic, but uh, I mean, since a lot of revealing has come out, they reveal magic has magic has been done and people getting uh, to know how these are done. It's, it's the same as poker. You must have passion for it. And there are always people that they have passion for magic. And there are always people, I mean, the new generations uh, loving it. The new generation loving poker is the same thing. It's never, I would never say it's going back. Well, it definitely is growing in a sense. Uh, I wouldn't know exactly how much, but definitely it's growing. Definitely. That's that's great to hear. All right, we'll take a couple more questions. Um, actually, it's amazing. We've covered we've covered a lot. Let's see. We're taking. We've answered it. So it's great. We I know we've done a good job because I'm just scrolling through all these questions. Yes, and I just wanted to maybe say this. If people are watching, I am a agent for Gigi Poker. So if people want to uh, work with Gigi Network or get an account, they can contact me directly on my Instagram page, and I would be more than happy to help them. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's, and do you have help on your Instagram page? I'm sure you get a lot of DMs, poker or otherwise, people contacting you. Do you have someone help you with that? Or, or what about like a team? You said you actually, do you, you manage as well? I think I noticed here, it did say that you, you are a uh, film producer and manager um, too, but like, do you have, who, who helps you with your stuff? Cause I would imagine it's pretty busy. I'm not a film producer. Where do you see that? Okay. Well, that's someone's not a, okay. So there that are, is not, not my, um, where is that? That's a star. No, no, I'm not a film producer, but I have taken a part as an actress in, in the movies. Yes. Um, and that is also um, one part of my life that I really love doing, doing uh, acting. Um, but I don't really, as you can see, I'm not so active on my social media because I do put a lot of time and effort into what I'm doing. Social media is not a big part of my life, but because I am out there, so I do try to keep, I mean, the last post I have posted probably was like a month and a half or two months ago. Uh, I am trying to be more active with my followers and friends who are actually following to see what's happening in my life. I'm a very private person, so I don't really give a lot of information out about my life, uh, but I am trying to be out there more. I don't find time. If I could make myself into treats, I would have enough time. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I completely understand. Um, let's take uh, one or two more. This one right here is mentioning about Persian is culture is known for its beautiful poetry. Do you write? Thanks for the podcast. So do, do you, do you do any writing? You're writing a book, but do you do like poetry or any daily writing? 
Yes, I write a lot of poetry and a lot of poems I write, yes. That's cool. And you're and what percent is your book done that's gonna be planned to release the end of this year? How much how how far along are you on that? Um about, I would say about like seventy percent of my book is done. But obviously when you you do finish your book you have to go over it and rewrite some of the chapters and just find the balance. Especially the way I'm writing my book, I need to find the balance because it's a lot of uh, it would be, have a lot of confusion, so people will know because I'm talking about my life and my mother's life, so it goes back and forth. So it will take a, um, a while for me to be able to finish finish the book. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is a great question. What are people that aren't familiar with the Iranian culture? What are some of the favorite food dishes? What's some of your favorites? Okay, um, Gorma Sabzi is one of them. It's uh, a lot of, it has a lot of herbs because in Persian culture we uh, eat a lot of fresh herbs like mints and like green leaves. We eat with our uh, food. Uh, so when you have lunch, you have that basket of green leaves um, and you just eat it with your food. So Gorma Sabzi is one of them. Uh, Kabob Kubide is one that a lot of people enjoy, but more traditional is of gusht. Uh, which is a stew. Um, so a gush, korma sabzi, and kubide, I would say. And yeah, there's a lot of different food that I can uh, uh, say um, that are super yummy. <laughs> I love Persian food. And whoever that I introduced Persian food to, they fell in love with it. And when they go to a country, they go to a Persian restaurant, they always take a picture and send to me, look, I'm having a Persian food. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I, I've had a, gr- a lot of home-cooked Persian meals with uh, Antonio. His mother is a great cook, and it, it is it's delicious. I think that's that's maybe what it is, is the herbs, the spices. There's something, you know, there's some very, uh, it's unique. It tastes different, and it's it's delicious. So um, that's awesome. Any other, uh, we've covered a ton of stuff. Let's just maybe one more here, asking about biggest biggest challenge in your life so far. I imagine you'll cover it in your book, but um, what, 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 do you, what do you think, has been the, the largest uh, hurdle or, or challenge with what you're where you're at in your life now that you've had to overcome. Oh, uh, uh, there are many things, uh, but I think to finding yourself and your purpose that why I am here and what is my purpose. Uh, you might know so many things that you want to do in life, but that is not your purpose. To find truly who you are as a person um, and where you are in life and where you want to be in life, not as a position, as a job, as to do with family and love life and, and person I think that is a big challenge for anyone to find their true self as I said we have been programmed since we grew up and so many different informations in, in, in into us and the result is the result of what is being put, put into us but for me I have literally been working on myself finding my true identity without thinking about the government, without thinking of other people around me. And finding a lot of people say, you are Muslim, you born, uh, um, you born in a Muslim country. Obviously, I was born in a Muslim co- country, but I have decided that my religion is the religion of love. I believe in that highly. I'm a super spiritual person. I do 
So to find myself was the biggest challenge in life, to find truly who I am and what I want uh, and who I want to represent as Nelita Razavi. Because many people will judge you, will see you differently just because of the way you look like, the, the titles that you have. You're always being judged by all the people around. And to me... As long as I know who I am and find the true self, because as a woman, a lot of women out there might agree with this. When we're growing up, even men, we are very confused in our life of what's happening around us, where I want to be, where I want to go, um, until you find. I'm still, I'm still going. I'm not saying 100% I found it, but that, I think, is a, was the biggest challenge for me. That makes sense, uh, for sure. That's what, that definitely is. It's a big challenge, and I, I'd say you have. Uh, you're definitely you're outspoken. You speak what you believe, and it's not not necessarily so easy. You have, you know, as we mentioned with Iran and some of the some of the, the restraints and everything. It's uh, you know it's a complicated stuff. It's a bit complicated, and uh, it sounds like you're doing a lot of a lot of good. You're you're empowering. I hope a lot of people and giving people hope. Maybe they're in Iran or want to don't believe in what's going on or want to leave or, or change. Um, you know, I really, really do. Um, I've learned some stuff and it, it's been very interesting. Do you like playing online or live better? What's more fun for you? I love playing live game. I love, um, honestly, just sitting around the table. I mean, it, it is, um, uh, when I play online, I play a lot more tables. Yes, if I think about it, I can play a lot more tables and time sufficient. But playing live is always that rush for me. I just, that adrenaline, I just love it. That's awesome. And and you mentioned Nikita uh, as a coach who's obviously, that's a that's pretty darn good coach to have, one of the best players in the world, no doubt. What about favorite players, though? Growing up, seeing some of the high-stakes poker shows or World Poker Tour winning, you know, any players that stood out for you when you when you started watching, you were just like, wow, like this is awesome. Like I really like how they carry themselves and, and just the characters in poker. Anyone, anyone's in particular you, you really like to watch? Um. Definitely Phil Ivy. I just like his attitude and the way he plays the game. Definitely, I think his attitude more. <laughs> I've never met him. Um, but, um, yeah, Alexandra Colonias. Um, to me, he's also a very good player. Um, he's a good tournament player, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do watch a lot of poker, but as I said, uh, I, it's just very... For me, it's very, um, I can't just name anyone to say because I have not, I've just seen their game. I've, I don't know who they are as a person and definitely probably it would take the box for me as, as a personality that I've seen on social media and YouTube. Right. Okay. Awesome. Well, listen, this is, this has been a treat. I, if there's anything, we're going to do the ticket re, uh, redraw, uh, for a winner is going to win a party poker ticket right here. We'll let you, um, Tell me when here in a second. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Is there anything else that you would like to touch on um, before we go? We got your book coming up, that, which you know I'll make sure you, you got to send me a copy or let me know uh, or where to get it when it's coming out. I'll put it out for sure for people to check that out, and we'll put that in the, the links below once it's ready. But what, where where can people stay up with you the best? Is it is it Instagram? Um, what what's your best platform for people to stay in touch with you and what you're doing? 
Definitely on Instagram. Um, I am actually planning to open a YouTube channel for myself to talk about more uh, about poker and um, commenting on different... It, they will see when it comes out, but I am actually planning to do something like that. But it's going to definitely be regarding with poker. Very, very cool. Well, we appreciate it. This was uh, definitely educational and fun. I'm glad Antonio got to pop on. That was cool too. And uh, let's look. Thank you so much for your great show. I, I really enjoy watching your podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for making the time. And let's uh, let's give a ticket to someone. So on your on your account, you tell me when I'm going to go ahead and and we're going to give someone a ticket here on uh, Party Poker. So you tell me when. Now. Now, someone is going to get a ticket. Maybe they run it up, spin it up a little. Uh, there's some nice satellites going. Some great events online. I mean, obviously, COVID's not not a great thing with what's going on in the world. But uh, for poker, it is a very, very exciting time for action. There's a lot of big tournaments, a lot of big prizes. And uh, this uh, player is going to get a ticket. So congratulations to Senya. We will send him or her a mes message. Look, like he's won a ticket before. But again, we will thank you for your time. We'll We'll tell everyone to follow you on Instagram and please, please guys check out this podcast. You can, if you saw it, you like it, you can always listen to it or send it to your friends. It will be on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all the different outlets. And again, Malika, please let me know when your book is out. I will be very, very happy to check it out and promote it. And this was a very nice conversation. Hope to meet you in person and see you on a live stop down the line and, and good luck with the ambassadorship. I hope some of the sites take notice and, you know, can, uh, be open to, working with your um, location and everything and you know who knows in a few years things change quickly uh laws change you might move things go differently whatever so yeah we'll uh you know, i'll give my stamp of approval to um to, to party poker that's who you know we i work with i love and you know i'll make sure they got their eye on you as well so thank you very much thank you very much for your time i really enjoyed having the conversation and the chat with you and thank you everyone who is watching this Yes. Thank you again. Have a great day. Appreciate it. And we'll, uh, you too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was Malika Razavi here. We had Antonio Esfandiari call in, and he will be on the podcast again for a second time um, coming up here, I believe, next week. But right now, we have a ton of podcasts lined up. Going to get the schedule each week on my on my Twitter pinned as well as on my Twitch. We are going to go live today on Twitch, jeffgrosspoker.tv. If you want to watch me play high stakes poker on party poker with cards face up, come talk chat live. Can't wait. We'll see you guys there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That was a, that was a very informative educational chat and uh, we appreciate it. So thank you for being here and I will see you guys on Twitch in a little bit. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with party poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.